Welcome to the next podcast from Millinery Info. This episode is with Catherine Kelly, the founder and host of the Hat Timber Competition. Entrants of Hat Timber are sent a curated bag of materials from Hatter's Millinery Supplies, in which they create their entry from. This year, there are three categories, millinery, wearable art, and novice. The competition supports the John Skipper Kelly Fund. We hope you enjoyed this episode with Catherine as we learn more about the competition, who it supports, and her background in millinery. This episode is made possible thank you to our podcast sponsors, the Millinery Association of Australia, Catherine Cherry Millinery, Hat Academy, The Essential Hat, and Louise McDonald Milliner. We'd love to invite you to become a sponsor of this podcast series. If you have any questions about being a sponsor, please send us through a message or you can register as a podcast sponsor through the link on our website. Thank you so much, Kath, for joining me on our podcast series. It's lovely to have you here with us. Thank you. It's lovely to be here too. So we'd love to start off by hearing about Hat Timber. So maybe let's dive back to the beginning. How did Hat Timber first come about? Um, Hat Timber first came about was just an inspired idea I had uh, to raise a little bit of money that connected my passion for millinery with some raising some funds for the family fund we have created together um, called the John Skipper Kelly Fund in memory of my late husband, John. And in that competition, what we did was we just got people to post things on um, Instagram. We created an Instagram account and I got someone to do some lovely illustrations. So that really started the ball rolling um, in the initial stages of it. And we did, we raised about $4,000 that year in doing that. So that was a good kind of start to the idea. And um, how many years ago was that? Uh, so it was 2015 was actually the first one I did. I did um, then leave it for a, a year. Um, there was another sort of um, group that came up, had a similar idea, and I felt that I really had to change the change the concept for it to be successful. So um, it was when I bought Hatter's Millinery Supplies, actually, um, nearly three years ago now, that I thought that was an opportunity to really um, use the Hat Timber um, idea again so we we relaunched it again um, after sp really speaking to Jenny who I bought the business from Jenny Lyle um, it had been in the business the family for over 95 years so I felt that I wanted to do something that was a little bit of a legacy to them and they had started the tutor competition um, at the hats off conventions and so it was really a bit of a combination of that idea where the tutors would be given a hat box full of you know curated materials and be required to make a hat in about three hours um, that was quite challenging I actually had the opportunity to be involved in that competition um, I think once with a broken arm but anyway oh. I still created something <laughs> wearable hopefully so hopefully someone's still wearing that um, and then um, what we did was we um, decided to bring that as a as something we could do from the shop so we what we did is we curated some materials 
and we send them the curated materials out to people. So that's the form that it's in now. Yeah. That's great. So um, for let's going back to last year, what did um, the participants receive in their bundle? Oh, in their bundle. So we had two sections last year. We had we created a wearable art category, um, following on from an artisan category the, the year before, and a millinery category. So the milliners all received um, some Swiss braid. So Tressa is a braid. We import that as in Hatterson. It's a absolutely beautiful braids that they manufacture and we um, used uh, also had some crinoline in there and some cinema which of course is one of those very um, you know commonly used but it's just so sculptural and beautiful we decided that was a really good material to, to put in that little curated bundle and in the other curated bundle for the wearable art people we also put a different type of um stressor swiss braid in there with a ginseng that people had to create amazing things from yeah so we usually put three um different materials in there and then we require or we say you can add another three types of materials to there if you like or you can buy more of another material um or if you've got something at home that you think is just and it's just lovely what people find in their treasure chest to go with it which is just amazing i remember joe honan had this beautiful fabric that was just perfect with the beautiful piece she created so yeah it's really lovely what people um find to complement their treasure chest that comes from us. Yeah. That's so fantastic. And for you're going to be running the competition in 2020 and Hat Timber aligns with September, is that correct? That's right. Yes. Yeah. And um, so people will be able to um, register to be part of the competition as of May. Mm -hmm. um, do you have an idea of what will be in their bundles that they'll be receiving? Well, we're still discussing it, to be honest. We're yeah. very, um, yeah, because we, we've, yeah, we, we haven't actually decided exactly yet. So that'll, we'll probably still be um, discussing it right up until the day we have to wrap the bundles up, to be honest, because go, oh, wouldn't it be nice to do this? Or wouldn't this be gorgeous, this fabric in there? Or wonder what people would do with this. So, yeah. Not also either. part of the part of the challenge that um for the participants to open it up and um, go oh what am i going to do yeah, we want them to have that aha moment not a oh no <laughs> i hate that color and so um you keep them roughly uh last year was in color blocks so i think the milliner got like a uh, like a, a color way of like all it was all red it was all blue it was um yeah. How have you found that people have responded to responded to that? Do they they stick to that, or do they like to add in a contrast colour? Um, it varies, to be honest. But I think mostly people have stuck with the with the monochrome idea. You know, just keeping it with the shades and tints of the one colour. Um, but it, and that seems to work quite well. I think that probably makes it a bit more of a commercial product at the end, perhaps. But um, yeah, we we found. You know, I've only had a couple of times people have gone, oh, I really don't like this colour, but I've ended up making something that I really love. So that's that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. So um, someone, a milliner or a um, textile artisan can um, sign up and they receive their bundle. How does it work from there? 
Okay, so the, the, the pieces all get sent to us here at the shop at Embellish Atelier and um, we keep them under wraps, basically. We don't let anybody see what's in the box and I don't know what's in the box particularly. Um, and then we allocate a judging day. So in the past couple of years, we've had three judges to, to judge the... Um, the hats in the different categories so then I go home and I've been we've done it sort of either here or at my home where we've laid out all the hats and then we very carefully make sure that there's um, a number on the hat and the judging sheets are all ready so there's no way that the judges know whose hat or whose creation is the one that they're looking at on the table um, and so that we lay them all out and then we have the judging sheets and then I get also get someone external to add up all the numbers. You know, someone else has to judge them because I look at them all and go, oh, oh, I can't believe that. That's so beautiful. Oh, isn't that clever? Or, yeah, so um, I'm always full of admiration for every piece that comes in. And what are the criteria that you have set for the judging criteria? Um, we, we look at workmanship is a really big one for us, um, creative use of the materials. So we really like to see people use our materials in, in sort of non-conventional or non-traditional ways. I think that's really um, great to see that. Um, we think that these materials don't always just lend themselves to the things that we're taught. Um, it's great when people come up with their own creativity and, and lend itself. And we also look at the traditional elements and principles of design, um, making sure that every hat, you know, adheres to, you know, line and, um, you know, all, all, all of those different elements and principles of design that we, we love to make sure that we've got. Yeah. And who has been part of your judging panel previously? So in the past, I've had Neil Grigg, who's a prominent Sydney milliner here in Sydney, and um, Rebecca Reed has been, they've been our judges for two years. Um, Rebecca's the head of millinery at Opera Australia and very talented. La Jenny Lyle was um, one of the judges as well. And last year we were decided to go out on a limb and invite a um, Mayor Zabar out from Israel. He's a very um, creative and amazing milliner. We thought he would add a little bit of extra to our judging panel and that did prove to be a great um, experience. He was wonderful and we also hosted a series of workshops with him as well, which is great. Do you know who's going to be on the judging panel for this year? It's a surprise. <laughs> we'll have to wait to find out. <laughs> and will you be running, are you planning to be running classes surrounding the um, the announcement of the winners again? Or? I, no, I think we're, this year will be a little bit of a quieter affair. I think with the COVID-19 um, that we're all experiencing at the moment, I think we'll just sit tight and um, just the competition will be really lovely for an opportunity for everybody to be able to create something was what we felt was important at this time. We do have a gala. We, we set down a, gate, a date for the gala. However, we'll just see how things go. If, if we have to do it as an online gala, then we'll have to do, we'll all be so experienced with Zoom by then that we'll be able to have Zoom parties. <laughs> the wonderful <laughs> platform. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
Um, so what is the criteria for someone to be able to enter? Do they need to have a, a set um, level of experience or who is the competition open to? Yeah, we, we've actually opened the competition to everyone. Um, we have a, we're having a millinery competition and a wearable art, but we did decide this year that it would be really fit, uh, you know, prudent to open um, a, a, a novice or a student category. So if someone's interested in taking part, how can they go about it? We have a Haptember website, gives a little bit of background as to, you know, past winners and everything. Um, and it's got a click through and you can buy whichever category you want to um, buy. The, the, the funds that are raised do go towards the John Skipper Kelly Fund, um, but we've got a, a click through category so it makes it easy to register and we can keep an eye on who needs to get the mail outs and everything. So that can just be done online. Wonderful. And could you tell us a little bit more about the work that you do with the John Skipper Kelly Foundation oh, yeah. Fund? Um, we, um, we, as I said, we've done this as a, as a way to continue John's legacy. Um, he was very interested in creating opportunities for young um, leaders and particularly supported a couple of groups called well, Oz Green was one of them and Aurora Foundation. So we've extended that work to, to create scholarships for young people who want to work in areas of social change. So um, the Aurora Foundation has been fantastic. They do lots of leadership um, activities with young law students to go and work in Indigenous communities um, and Oz Green's sort of leading the world with their getting young people to understand and to to lead pathways and projects for um, environmental issues. So that's that's a couple of the projects that we're working on. Um, we're also looking at my my youngest son is an artist and he and I are working um, to kind of establish some sort of arts grant scholarship as well. And so that's forming and we might be able to announce that soon as well, we hope, yeah. That's wonderful. It's such, such a lovely culmination of um, all of your passions coming together, yeah, together exactly. in one. Yeah, thank you. That's how I feel as well. And it's, you know, it's a great way to celebrate millinery and collaborate with other artisans and like-minded people. Like I did have um, a couple of girls have done lots of beautiful illustrations of the different hats for us. Um, Olivia Goodby did some a couple of years ago and Meg Nicholson did some for me one year. So that's really nice to bring young people through um, and introduce them. You know, they don't have to be doing millinery or they may not go on to do millinery, but that's a really lovely project for them as well. Did I see that you um, have had the winners of last year's competition sketched up and it's on a tea towel? Is yeah, that right? it's actually the, um, the winners of the year before, the 2018 one. So, yes, so Olivia Goodby did these illustrations. Before, so that was the top 10, I think, plus the Hatelier Prize, which we give a Hatelier Prize. <laughs> we choose that prize from um, all, this, all the people who work at embellish or hatter's millinery supplies um we we get to vote as well because we think it's only fair that we get to vote on our favorite hat and we look at um the workmanship of the award as well but yeah isn't that beautiful Stunning. It's, really, it's a really beautiful linen as well so we think that's a really nice a nice project to have worked on i like working on those projects as well <laughs> and you mentioned there's an um 
your your team select their favourites, so that's that's a prize that's given out. Um, what are the other prizes that go to the place winners? Uh, we give a first, second and third for each category um, and they're a combination of prizes from um, Hatters Millinery Supply, so usually in the, in, and um, the Hat Magazine has come on board to be one of our major sponsors over the years, Ladies in Racing Magazine, that's been a wonderful collaborative opportunity as well, yeah. And it'd be lovely to hear about your hat making because you have been um, a milliner for a wonderfully long career at this stage. How did you first become interested in millinery? How did I? Well, you know, as a little girl, I was I never allowed to go out of the house without a hat on. Um, and probably really my first experience was a an, um, someone came to our house with a big trunk full of dress-ups for me and there was lots of hats in there. And mum made a really beautiful display of them on the wall. And I always was intrigued by them. She used to help me make little hats for my dolls and all sorts of things. So I was always, always sewed. I was taught to sew at a really young age. And I was always absolutely fascinated by millinery. Um, I actually did my very first formal hat making lesson in London with Baltrout. <laughs> back in I don't know remember Valtrip right remember remember um, so that was that was that and it did sparked a little kind of interest in me I'd always made little I made my daughter little flat pack sewn hats and I'd always trimmed hats for myself so yeah I've always had a real fascination for millinery and I decided to really formalize that training um, here in Sydney and I went to TAFE um, and learned there, did my certificates and everything and just kept on practicing. And I'm still learning. I really feel like I'm still a novice some days. Um, I've got some new glasses though, so I can actually see much better. <laughs> very important. That's a very important tool. I think we underestimate that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yes, I feel like I'm still learning, but I've, I've absolutely loved it. I never thought that you know, really focusing on one aspect. I was a home economics and textile and design teacher and I always felt like I was a bit of a jack of all trades and I really wanted to focus on one thing and so millinery has become that. But millinery, there's so many aspects of millinery and I think that's what I think, oh, I'd like to do bright, you know, I love doing bridal, I love doing embroidery, I love um, working with beautiful materials, I love doing some slightly the more theatrical pieces. I love working and manipulating and using materials in different ways. So I think that passion for fabric and texture and colour is one of the most exciting things in millinery. You can do as much or as little as you like and you're always learning new techniques. Like bundles of old buck people often bring old hats here and I, I just love exploring and seeing what what techniques they use to create the hats it's 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 never ending yeah and when did you launch your label Embellish Atelier when did that come about yeah that came around about that time that I started so I'd actually been working in soft furnishings so making um lampshades and I called them hats for your lamps <laughs> and then I decided to keep the embellish um logo for my millinery yeah and label for my millinery and that's been really lovely and the atelier um i remember a beautiful customer came in one day and said to me 
your your studio it's just like a real French atelier and I thought was like oh I'm going to I'm that's me <laughs> I'm going to adopt that <laughs> I'm going to adopt that yeah <laughs> that's lovely and how long have you had your shop front for because you have a, a shop front that acts as your your showroom for your hats as well as a studio and um, space for now Hatters Millinery as well. How long have you been there? I've uh, been here, it's um, five and a half years. So it's a beautiful old um, Edwardian really building from 1910 with beautiful press metal ceiling, which we managed to reveal when we were renovating it. And yeah, I've, I've completely filled it, packed it to the rafters with hats and millinery materials and creative things so yeah it's a really it's a really beautiful space to come and work and I run workshops here too um, and also have the supplies so it's really it's a great space I love it yeah and I've also got a really beautiful collection of hat blocks on the back wall there which I just look at and you know love seeing every day oh I wonder what we could make today or so how do you come to acquire blocks from your collection? Are a lot of them vintage or have you had some made? What's the makeup of your blocks? Both, yeah, a bit of both. I, I've, I was lucky enough to, um, my mum bought me a lot at the beginning. She spoiled me. Um, and I did acquire a couple of really, you know, lovely collections. Um, and I, yeah, I get some made from time to time as well. So, yeah. And when I bought... Uh, um, have the Hatters Millinery Supplies. I have the S.A. Brown collection as part of my collection now as well. And there's some really special, really beautiful blocks amongst those. So lovely. And how do you go? You have a, a, a lot of hats that you wear being um, your brand and managing Hat Timber, but also uh, Hatters Millinery Supplies as well. How, how do these all intertwine for you? Well, it keeps me kind of busy. Um, but I have two wonderful staff who come and help me every day. Um, Lily, who you probably have spoken to at Hatter's Millinery Supplies, and Nozomi, who helps me. She's a beautiful, um, has beautiful work. We're lucky. We've got, I've got a really lovely team, and um, yeah, it works really well. And could you tell us a little bit about Hatter's Millinery Supply? How how did this um, how did this come about for you, and what? makes it um what makes it unique um well i mean I'd, I'd, i feel like i was probably one of their best customers <laughs> i like to think i might have been um, but jenny um approached me and said you know we think you'd be a, a good fit and i went oh no i i actually can't imagine doing that like i i could just visualize all the things that I couldn't do. And um, anyway, I said, well, just leave it with me and I'll just think about it for 24 hours. And I spoke to my family and um, my accountant who said, we think that'd be great for you. So on their advice, <laughs> not my own instinct, um, I went, okay, I'll give it a red hot go. And I really surprised myself. I actually really love the materials. And that's, I think that's my core love is materials and fabrics and texture. And so they have always had a, a, a legacy, I guess, of, of 
having the best quality. And so I've decided to keep that, you know, we only have the same suppliers. I don't have a vast warehouse, so I need to curate everything that comes in quite carefully. And so that's, I've decided to stick with that know for the moment is that we have really nice quality I try and have a really good seasonal range of colors um, so that's been really lovely developing relationships with suppliers um, working out seasonal colors that we want to incorporate into our collection um, you know choosing color names for things all of those things is really lovely we've just had a really beautiful new box full of um, Julian Furet um, Petersham and Grosgrain ribbons arrived and you open the box and it's just like oh you know we can't contain ourselves sometimes <laughs> what are we going to do with this and oh won't so-and-so love this so yeah it's been really lovely and I love that you know we get because we're now a storefront we actually invite customers to come in to the shop um, people wander through and so they can see what I've created, um, we've created in embellish and that's kind of a source of inspiration too for some of the things that can be bought in the supply division. It's really set up probably just for picking mainly but we try to have it so that people can see and we'll get out materials and help people, we'll help match colours in people's dresses and clients and so we we offer a fairly comprehensive service um, of, of assisting our clients when they come in um, we get lots of uh, TAFE students and and students come in you know really wanting to learn a little bit about the materials and what they do so we we here to assist with that so that's a, a point of difference that we've come back to the shop front again um, SA Brown and Haddis Millinery supplies as I said, had been in business for 95 years and they'd moved from York Street in Sydney um, to Chatswood where they had a shop there. And then they were you know, really um, the first online millinery supply business, I think probably in the world. Um, and so they ran that, you know, they were real forerunners um, in, in the online world. Um, so if someone's looking to take part in Hattemba, how can they go about this? Well, they could always register online and take part in the competition. People could also uh, register for the People's Choice, so they can vote for their favourite hat in the People's Choice. They could come along to the gala event, um, donate to the JSK Fund. Um, the other thing that you could do is just wear a hat every day. Thank you so much, Kath, for being part of our podcast series. It's been great to hear about Timber and Hatters and Embellish Atelier. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Millinery Info with Catherine. We look forward to seeing the entries for the 2020 Hat Timber competition. Make sure to visit Hat Timber on social media or the Hatters website to register. We would like to thank our Patreon podcast sponsors for making this episode possible. The Millinery Association of Australia, Catherine Cherry Millinery, Hat Academy, The Essential Hat and Louise MacDonald Milliner. Would you like to become a sponsor for this series? We would love to welcome you into our support team. Podcast sponsorship is from $15 per month and is run through a platform called Patreon. As part of your sponsorship, 
receive a thank you in the monthly podcast, link to your business from our website, and in the Millinery Info newsletter. We have a wonderful stock of previous podcast episodes. You can find them on our website, which had a little bit of a revamp, which we'd love for you to check out. You can also find us in your favourite podcast app. Remember to subscribe so you can find out when the latest episodes are released. We hope you enjoy this episode with Catherine and we look forward to bringing you another one soon.